Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. All rise. By the power vested in the nod, this is Vindication Court. Honorable Judge Eric Jeremy Eddings presiding. Today's case, The People versus the Music of T-Pain. The music of T-Pain stands accused of one single damning charge. T-Pain's music popularized the use of auto-tune. This ruined hip-hop music as we know it. It's your birthday, so I know you want to ride out. my style, they try to copy my swagger. I'm on that next shit now. I sold 3,008, you sold 2,000. From Gimlet Media, this is The Nod, a podcast about Black culture from Blackness's biggest fans. I'm Brittany Luce. And I'm Eric Eddings. What you are about to witness is kind of real. These are actual Black people with too much time on their hands. Their aim? To redeem people and things reviled and ridiculed by the culture. Instead of writing Twitter threads and yelling in a group text, the parties have agreed to bring their case to be forever settled in our form. Vindication Court. Order in the courts. Order in the court. On my docket today, I have The People versus the music of T-Pain, also known as Tallahassee Pain, also known as Nappy Boy, also known as as Teddy Pinderass down. So before we begin our proceedings today, I just want to make clear for the court that you might have seen a few videos where I've enjoyed a T-Pain song or six at the club, but that is not what this trial is about. This trial is about what this music did for or did to the culture. And I'm well aware of the many many enemies that T-Pain music has. Counsel Luce, I was called into this court today to remain impartial and to take a long, hard look at the facts. And I plan to do just that. Are you prepared to present your case honestly and to the best of your abilities? I am, Your Honor. Thank you. All right. Are you prepared to give your opening statement? This, This better be good. Yes, I am, Your Honor. Judge Eddings, friends, countrymen, 
The task that lays before me today is not easy, but I stand square in this courthouse with righteousness in my spirit. Today, I have come to vindication court in defense of the music of our good brother, T. Payne. Though his genius and musicianship is obvious to me for roughly a decade, some have said that his liberal use of autotune infected hip-hop with a computerized sound that harmed the genre in myriad ways. But I am here today to prove that T-Pain's music did not hold hip-hop back. T-Pain's music pushed hip-hop forward. But before I get to my arguments, I need to establish for the court who T-Pain actually is and why his music is so influential. T-Pain was born Fahim Rashid Najm, and he is a Grammy-winning, multi-hyphenate recording artist. He's known for singing, rapping, producing, and wearing sunglasses in the club. But he's probably best known for his hits, like Bartender. Mmm, yes. This does take me back to when I was a young counselor, even. All those years back, I was arguing cases about things like snap music. I don't know if you remember that. How about this one? You make me want to spin it out on you. Get about this club. Slide with your ball and we can do what you want. I, I know you must have done a little step to Can't Believe It by T-Pain featuring Lil Wayne. I also remember this video, which was really good. Uh, in general, this is, a, this is a good time. This was probably Judge Eddings in his prime. I know that that was a bit of a deep cut, but everyone knows this next one. Buy you a drink. It's a good thing you can't see me dropping it low behind this bench. Because that's a thing that happens sometimes. That's nothing I ever wanted to see, but <laughs> here we are. I said that T-Pain was probably best known for his hits, and let me say, he had hits. Hits he had. There are a few. Between the years of 2006 and 2010, T-Pain was featured on dozens dozens of number one singles of all types of genres, okay? And on many of these songs, he used an audio production tool called Autotune. Trust me, I think we're all familiar. Then I'm sure you're also familiar with the fact that many people reviled Autotune once the charm of the trend wore off. And sure, not all hip-hop songs from the 2000s that used Autotune were what you would call excellent. Hmm, understatement. After T-Pain popularized auto-tune, some would say to cover up a lack of talent, he opened up the door for some truly terrible songs. And those songs ended up infecting all of hip-hop. Your Honor, I take umbrage with the idea that auto-tune was patently terrible and with the notion that T-Pain was in any way lacking in talent. Some critics see his use of autotune as a vocal gimmick, yes, but I see autotune as a complicated musical tool that T-Pain used to take hip-hop to new heights. But you don't have to take my word for it. Well, I won't, Counselor. You don't have to take my word for it because this case shouldn't be made on my word alone. <sighs> I'd like to call a surprise witness 
to the stand. Wait, a, a witness counselor? I don't see that anywhere on today's docket. It also wasn't listed in Discovery. Look, I don't like surprises in my court. I'm going to call a short recess to review the legitimacy of this request. <laughs> Judge, are, are you not interested in justice? <laughs> justice? Justice is my middle name. All parties to my chambers right now. Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Vindication court is back in session. All rise. Counselor, in the interest of a fair trial, your witness may take the stand today. But hear this. Any more theatrics, and there will be problems. Of course, Your Honor. Your Honor, to break this case wide open, I'd like to call an expert witness. Audio engineer and composer, Cedric Wilson. Let me just uh, adjust this microphone a little bit, make sure my vocal's nice and present. <clears throat> Could also get, get a glass of water. It would really help, you know, make sure my voice is sounding real crisp on this microphone. Okay, I don't, I don't take any tomfoolery in my court. Not, none at all. Just, you know, have to be comfortable all right. to be an expert. Okay. Mr. Wilson, do you swear on the name of Tina Lawson to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I do. Witness, as I'm sure you remember, we've disagreed about music once or twice in the past. Yes, we have, Your Honor. And, you know, some of us think that The Life of Pablo is a great album. Some experts, like myself, might know better. Regardless of such disagreements, are you up to the task at hand today? Absolutely. Without a doubt. Thank you. Mm, Thank you, Your Honor. Watch the shade, please. Mr. Willison, before we get started... I know your resume, but for the court, could you just explain your credentials? Absolutely. So my training is as a classical musician. I got my bachelor's in sound recording technology. I did also just get a master's degree. It was in recording, mixing, mostly like knob turning and like fader pushing and clicking a lot of things just to make things sound good. Roughly a decade of experience we have in the court right now. Are we going somewhere with this, counselor? Judge, I'm just trying to get the court to understand the level of of expert that we have in our witness, so Mm -hmm. please. I'll allow it. Mr. Wilson, could you please just briefly give me an idea of your knowledge of T-Pain's discography? (sighs) 
I think I might know it too well. Wow. Like you said in your opening statement, hits. Mr. Wilson, could you please explain Autotune for the court? Absolutely. Autotune is a tool that allows you to edit your singing. On a basic level, it just corrects pitches. It sees how a person actually sang something Mm -hmm. um, and then shows you what that note would be if it was in tune. Then it adjusts the note to be more in tune. Mr. Wilson, why might a musician use a tool like autotune on their vocals? Well, I think there are many different reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, On a very basic level, it is used for that corrective, I sang this out of tune, we want to make this perfect, Mm -hmm. let's just pop that thing right in there. Right like that. (laughs) Just like that. On a bit more of an advanced level, it could also be used to change the tone of someone's voice. And I think at its most advanced level, um, it's using it as a creative, artistic effect, like what T-Pain does. Thank you very much, Mr. Wilson. Your Honor, I'd like to present a piece of evidence. It's it's a little off-genre, but Mm -hmm. please bear with me. You've been taking some liberties today, but I think I'll allow it, Counselor. Thank you, thank you. Just tread lightly. Uh, I'm building a case, I promise. All right. So here we have Exhibit A-1, a recording of what is commonly believed to be Britney Spears' unvarnished vocals from her 2003 mega-hit, Toxic. I personally think it's one of her best, but when I first heard this version of the song, allegedly her voice is in its raw, unmanipulated form. I must say, even I was stunned. Counselor, why are we bringing Britney Spears into this? Like, leave Britney alone. Leave leave us Your alone. Your Honor, please stay with me. We are heading somewhere, I promise. But first, Exhibit A2, the fully mixed final version of Toxic. I will acknowledge this is much better. You know, after a few drinks, maybe even I'm adding this to the playlist a little bit. Your Honor, may I address you directly? You may. What do you think made the difference between those two clips? Well, in general, her singing sounded better in the latter, but I will assume, for the sake of argument today, that she likely employed the use of auto-tune. Yes. This was the use of auto-tune in its most classic sense, to make off-pitch vocals sound on-pitch. Do I have that right, Mr. Wilson? Yes, Counselor. Thank you, Mr. Wilson. But unlike Britney Spears, T-Pain's use of autotune is not a corrective. It's an artistic tool, an approach which actually builds off of an R&B precedent. To further illustrate my point, I'd like to submit Exhibit B. (laughs) Judge Eddings, what song is this? This is Computer Love. By Zapp and Roger. Exactly. Yes, this is a classic song. This, this is, is a classic, song. classic yes. song. By the brother act, Zapp and Roger. Rest in peace. Yes. They were one of the first major acts to create a computerized sound using a tool called a talk box back in the 1980s. Hmm. Hence, computer love. Yes, I get it. It's a little on the nose, but it works. It works. And audiences and critics alike found their sound to be revolutionary. T-Pain simply elevated and remixed that legacy. Hmm, hmm. Okay, okay. I will acknowledge it was a part of a style. But that was back in the 80s. 
what exactly is so interesting and new about what T-Pain was doing in the early 2000s? Your Honor, I'm about to break this down for you. So, first of all, let me remind the court of what we've already established. Unlike Britney, T-Pain does not need auto-tune to fix his pitch. He actually knows how to sing. Have we have we really established that, Counselor? Your Honor, T-Pain literally won a singing contest where all the contestants wore masks and were judged purely on their voices. Right, right. The mask singer. Yes, but that wasn't the first time people were blown away by T-Pain's vocals. Back in 2014, he performed for NPR's Tiny Desk. Tiny Desk concerts are small affairs where a known artist will give a stripped-down live performance in the NPR offices among a bunch of tiny desks. So, um, I know everybody's wondering where the auto-tune is going to come from. It's okay, I got it in my pocket. It's totally fine. (laughs) Got it right here. It's all surgically inserted. Um, And then he started singing. So, allow me to introduce Exhibit D1. The rare recording of T-Pain singing without auto-tune. I'm sure you remember this hit. Baby girl, what's your name? Let me talk to you. Let me buy you a drink. And I'm T-Pain. You know me. Convict music, Nappy Bowie. I know the club. It's it's an impressive rendition of a classic song. I will acknowledge this is one of this is is one of his his bright moments and surprising. I will I will add. That was obviously you know the T Pain classic "Buy You a Drink." I think one of the greatest songs of the last twenty years, personally. When this video came out, the internet went wild. Some people, not me, were surprised to learn that T-Pain could actually sing. Which brings me to my argument that T-Pain was a pioneer, that he was doing something pretty new and special for his time. Because he originally released Buy You a Drink like this. I mean, it's, I will say it's the difference between a good song and a bop. Interesting. I'd like to hear from our witness. Absolutely. First, I'd like to say how expertly layered these vocals are. Like, mm-hmm. the, the musicality, the composition is there, just like any other good R&B singer. Mm. It's brilliant. And he uses autotune very, like, sparingly here. It's only mm. on, like, a few lines here and there, and you can really hear that he's actually hitting those notes. He is using autotune. Autotune is not using him. Mm. And it's just like this brilliant mix of his natural singing voice mm-hmm. and this autotuned voice. Mm. It's interesting. It's kind of like the layers on a cake or on a Napoleon, you yes. know? Like, I feel like that's a leading. We don't want to lead the witness. I, I apologize, Your Honor. Let me let me rephrase. Um, Mr. Wilson, what, what kind of food would you say that those vocals, you know, most resemble? Hmm, an interesting question that I haven't heard before. I would say like a cake. Mm. You know, all of these these harmonies are like this wonderful, moist, delicious. It's a beautiful, moist yellow cake. Mm. And then, you know, you have all of these, these extra lines. You know, we have the frosting in between each layer. Mm. So perfectly, beautifully spread in between the layers. Um, and the auto-tune really is just like the fondant okay. on top. You know, it's, mm. the, it's the flower petals to this beautiful 
arrangement here. T-Pain is giving you variety and richly layered surprise. Absolutely. Mm. It's more interesting. Counselor, I don't know how you passed the bar, the ethics portion, at least. This witness has clearly been bribed or coached. Your Honor, coached or not, facts are facts. May we move on? Proceed, Counselor. Mm. So let's move to Exhibit E, a little song called Bartender. Do I hear you humming, Your Honor? I, is a, I had something in my throat. <clears throat> Mr. Wilson, could you please tell the court what makes this particular song so special? I would say again, and to keep with the food analogy, mm. beautiful layers, beautiful frosting, mm. the musicality, it's there. Mm. With a little dusting, dusting of autotune on the main lines, we also get like a little bit of it right in the harmonies too. And mm. it just, it's just like this richness mm. that you just can't get with not auto-tune singing. Could it be said that that richness gives the song, like Cake, a rather addictive quality? Yeah, it's like you just can't get enough. I'm like, I want to just get into the fridge 2 a.m. Mm. You know, I know it's going to fuck up my sleep cycle because now I'm going to be up with all this sugar. But I don't care because mm. it's so good. Mm. I just have to have it. Exactly like Bartender. You know, it's amazing, too, because the song is so simple. You know what I mean? If you really listen to it, it's simple, it's repetitive. And yet, does it or does it not sound just as rich as The Four Seasons by Vivaldi? You be the judge. You be the judge. Judge Eddings, you be the judge. That's a bold claim, You be the judge. You be the judge. Thank you, Mr. Wilson. I'll be coming back to you later in my argument for further questioning. It's been my pleasure. You can be dismissed, witness. Thank you. Uh, Counselor, I have to interject here. So, T-Pain is a genius, sure. Yeah. But even though his use of auto-tune might have been okay, he heralded this period of lazy, unimaginative, uh, and frankly, bad auto-tune use. What about all the other bad auto-tune songs? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about two songs in particular. Released in 2008, when it seemed the auto-tune trend, most would say that T-Pain kicked off when that trend was at its height. I'm a soldier boy, I'm a soldier boy, I got no choice but to be a rider. This is Rider, Part 2, by G-Unit. Mm. D- this doesn't feel good, right? I, I, I can't speak for 50 Cent. I, I, don't, I don't know why he was doing those. I'm not here to represent 50 Cent. But the stress, He's almost indefensible. The stress you feel you can't the stress put that on me. everyone feels when listening to him sing. Uh, let's, let's, let's play another. Here's the put on freestyle by Rick Ross. Ooh. Uh, again, again. Rick Ross, is this a person you want to empower to sing? I don't know if he was working with Justice League yet. I don't think we can fairly judge. I don't know if we can judge him by this. Your Honor. These are still things that happen, Counselor. And are we just going to gloss over the 2009 Grammy Award? That year, members of the band Death Cab for Cutie wore blue ribbons to raise awareness for auto-tuner abuse. The lead singer of the group, Ben Gibbard, said... 
let's really try to get music back to its roots of actual people singing and sounding like human beings. Objection. Your Honor, that is Death Cab. Mm-hmm. Excuse my French, but who gives a shit about Death Cab in this instance? Well, for one, you've clearly never heard Soul Meets Body, so let's check that right now. But also, with language like that, you're flying dangerously close to contempt of court, counselor. But since this is my court, my court today, I do feel compelled to ask you about the time Christina Aguilera, a fine vocalist in her own right. That's true. I don't think anyone would deny. She wore a T-shirt that read, and I'm quoting, auto-tune is for pussies. Your Honor. That's her language, not mine. Or what about the time that Time Magazine named auto-tune, auto-tune, one of the 50 worst inventions. Your Honor, Christina Aguilera, Death Cab, Time Magazine, what do any of them know about hip-hop? Ah, but Counselor, would you say the same about Jay-Z? Oh, Your Honor, I mean, I... I, I, I know some hesitation There's no need for us to go here today. We acknowledge that Jay-Z might be an expert on the topic. Oh, gosh. So let's just see what Jay-Z has to say about auto-tune, shall we? T-Pain's fate will be decided after a quick recess. Vindication court is back in session. All rise. Okay, counselor, we've heard your ramblings on auto-tune. But now it's time for Jay-Z's verdict on this troubling trend. Begin. This is anti-auto-tune, death for the ringtone. This ain't for iTunes, this ain't for sing-alongs. This is Sinatra at the opera, bring a blonde. Preferably with a fat ass who can sing a song. This is Jay-Z's 2009 hit, prophetically titled, I must add, D.O.A., which stood for Death. Of auto-tune. I know we facing a recession, but the music y'all making gon' make it the Great Depression. Ah, or your lack of aggression. Put your skirt back down, throw a set, man. Ah, ah, nigga, this shit violent. This is death for auto-tune, moment of silence. Uh, Your Honor. Oh, Counselor, I'm far from done here. So the song continues with the following lyrics, and again, I'm quoting... Here's some, some language here. Y'all niggas singing too much. Get back to rap. You T-Painin' too much. Okay. Fans even chanted, fuck T-Pain, during live performances of the song. By the time Nicki released Starships in 2012, auto-tune was the butt of a hell of a lot of industry jokes. Hmm, fair enough. Okay, and, and sure, you know, T-Pain you know, did bring so many bad songs via other artists' auto-tune usage, but he also brought us this. I'm not loving you way I wanted to what I had to do had to run from you Yes, this is a Kanye song's Love Lockdown. I'm familiar. It is actually very good, I must say. It is very good. This was the lead single off of Kanye's fourth studio album, also released in 2008, right before Death of the Autotune, called 808s and Heartbreak. It's often considered to be Kanye's most seminal work. Counselor, 
I might note, at the time of its release, 808s was very divisive. A lot of people wonder what the hell Kanye was thinking making an album where every inch of it had been auto-tuned. Well, Your Honor, that might have been true at the time, but since then, it's said to have influenced the sound and even the careers of Drake, Frank Ocean, Childish Gambino, and Kid Cudi. It's generally regarded as one of the most influential albums of the 21st century and one of the most influential albums in hip-hop, period. And do you know what music Kanye was listening to at that time? Let me guess. Oh, no need to guess. It was T-Pain's first album, Rappa Turnt Sanga. I'd like to play you a song from that right quick. In case you need your memory jogged, which it's clear that you do, Your Honor. Respectfully. 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 Let's tread lightly here. You've given, given a lot of grace. I'm Sprung. The first single off of that album. This was the song that started the avalanche that is T-Pain's artistic influence on the culture and the album that Kanye himself says inspired one of his most creatively ambitious works, 808s and Heartbreak. Yes, I would acknowledge I'm Sprung is really good. So, when Kanye wanted to use an autotune aesthetic for his fourth album, he called in, guess who? T-Pain, to help him get his sound right. That's right, T-Pain didn't just inspire one of the greatest hip-hop albums of the 2000s, he's credited as a producer on it. You see, Your Honor, T-Pain did bring auto-tune to mainstream hip-hop, but his music wasn't an infection. It was a vaccine, okay? He breathed new life into the genre, but because his music was popular at the same time as heavily produced pop singers and gimmicky rappers, he wasn't getting his credit in real time. Meanwhile, Kanye's been getting his laurels for 808s and Heartbreak for over a decade at this point. What gives? Counselor, you have at last made a valid point. Mm. And not only should T-Pain be recognized for his contributions to hip-hop's recent past, he's played a role in shaping its future. I present to you Exhibit G. This is Travis Scott. Yes, this is a song called Stop Trying to Be God from an album called Astro World. Always keep your circle tight. I've been wanting shit my whole life. I want you better not try to I'm familiar with this this material. It is a behemoth of an album. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Wilson, I'd like to bring you back into the fold. Mm-hmm. Could you please just just one word? Tell me how big this album was last year. One word. One word. Huge. Huge. Exactly. Astro World was one of the most streamed, most downloaded, most critically lauded albums of 2018. Mr. Wilson, could you talk to me a little bit about how Travis Scott uses autotune and admittedly other filters uh, to play with his sound? Absolutely. I think the best way to describe Travis Scott's use is to use a, another musical um, example. Mm-hmm. Um, is a guitarist. Okay. So any guitarist or any good guitarist is going to have what's called a pedal board, mm-hmm. right? And they use all these little pedals, which are different effects, to shape their sound. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
what would be a good way to demonstrate? You know, I luckily have brought my guitar with me today. Always prepared as an expert. Mm. So here we have a clean guitar sound. No effects. So let's demonstrate what some, you know, effects that a guitarist would use. So we know what a wah-wah pedal is, right? Yes, yes, a wah-wah pedal. So here's what that sounds like. Uh, here's another effect, uh, delay, another popular one. And one of my favorites, a very recognizable tone, distortion. So now... Let's uh, let's hear what they all sound like together. Interesting, isn't it? Mm. Beautiful. Oh, mm. and you know, and it's this this combination of sounds. You know, having them run into each other is what helps a guitarist mold their personal sound. Mm. And I would say that Travis Scott is an example of someone who is doing the same thing, but with their voice. It's interesting that he would make such a stylistic choice to to use, you know, these musical tools available to him to give him a, a unique, slightly distorted sound. Yes, I agree. It's, uh, you know, some, I would say, in my expert opinion, just like T-Pain. Thank you so much, Mr. Wilson. You have been fantastic today. No, 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 no. Thank you so much for oh. having me here today. It's been a pleasure. Witness, you have done a lot today. Uh, Thank you. You may now now return to your seat. So as my expert witness so brilliantly explained, auto-tune is an artistic tool. And who was playing with these ideas and with unique vocals in hip-hop roughly 15 years before Travis Scott made Astroworld? No other None other, none other than T. Payne, Tallahassee Payne, Teddy Penderaz Down, Nappy Boy. We're familiar. We laid that out. At the Judge top of the- Eddings, Mr. Wilson, I rest my case. Um, you've presented a lot here today. Counselor Luce, and mm-hmm. I've reviewed all the facts that you've presented to me today, and I've yes. considered your arguments, and 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 you've given me a lot to sit with. First, I just want to say that I don't think we can discount the terrible, terrible auto-tune songs that we have all been forced to listen to. Things got really, really bad. What I will give you, though, is that the evidence you provided here today showed me that T-Pain did invest in auto-tune as a unique and distinguishing skill. (sighs) Coming back to the legacy that you outlined of T-Pain's music... It does feel distinct in hindsight. You mentioned seeing T-Pain's influence in Travis Scott, and some would say future. But Mm. I would also acknowledge even more artists like Migos, Lil Uzi Vert, and Juice World. Finally, he says something right. Oh, goodness. Thank you, witness, but I got it from here. What you have made clear today, or I would say, I guess, argued well. Thank you. Is that hip-hop has grown infinitely more creative as artists and rappers experiment with their voice and melodies in the same ways they experiment with beats and production. T-Pain gave musicians a contemporary blueprint for that. You must note. And it's important that we are re-examining this today. Because for so long, we've laid the blame onto T-Pain for all the bad auto-tune in hip-hop. 
and that is a heavy weight to carry. But he shall not carry it any longer. So I will say, somewhat reluctantly, but not, not too reluctantly, because this court is about justice. And so in the name of justice, I think it is only right that we vindicate T-Pain, Tallahassee Pain, Teddy Pender ass down. Where's your top hat? We got to throw it into the three rings. Of all charges, he has officially been vindicated by this court. May he get what he truly deserves, which is much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Your Honor. I just, I'm, I'm humbled. This is a victory not just for me and also for Mr. Wilson and also, you know, for Mr. Najem, a.k.a. Yes. Mr. T-Pain. Yes. Uh, I think this is a victory for all of music. By the power vested in me in the case of the people versus the music of T-Pain, I hereby rule in favor that all charges are dismissed and that T-Pain is now free to create all the great music that he can. I hereby declare this vindication court adjourned. Hey, y'all, starting next week, for the next month, we're doing something new. We're starting our version of a podcast club. We'll share a lot more in the show next week. But in the meantime, stay tuned for more information on our Twitter. We're at The Not Show. The Not is produced by me, Brittany Luce, with Eric Eddings and Kate Parkinson Morgan. Our senior producer is Sada Abdurrahman. This episode was edited by Sarah Saracen. It was fact-checked by Max Gibson. This week's episode was also produced by Cedric Wilson, our expert witness. Not only is he a T-Pain expert, he also mixes our show every week. And if you enjoy our Vindication Court theme music, you also have Cedric to thank. I can live. I can, used to try to hit that note. I can, that's a hard note. I can live. Live. Uh, do I, I need auto-tune for that? Live my life. Well, yeah, if you sing it like that. With that. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get uh, kicked out of this court. You're, you're held in contempt. <laughs> Witness. <laughs> <laughs>